anyway, I had to go to county lockup 30 days and I got out and my friends, like any good military friend should do, um, said, you want to like pay rent or get food? No, let's throw a party and invite whores and, and have a gangbang. Hey, welcome back. Four for the road, everybody. I'm your host, Punk Rock, and we got Drama back today from Self Made Performance, and he's got his crew with us. How you doing today, Drama? Same shit every day. Hell yeah, man. I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. So, who, who, so, I mean, you got your crew here with you, so why don't you introduce everybody? All right. So, I got Scott B. Riding. He's my outside sales. I got Dustin. He's one of my lead technicians. And then I got my fabricator over here. We call him fucking. The, the Eskimo, the white bandit, fucking Miklo, a.k.a. Zachary. <laughs> <laughs> Looking highly suspect. Looking very highly suspect in the corner. Sus as fuck, dude. I like it. No. So we got, uh, we're doing like a little tech talk today. We, I don't think we've, we've done an episode like this where I used to just sit down and kind of talk shop and, and kind of bullshit. I'm really, I'm really looking forward. I'm. I'm kind of mad, actually, because there was a lot of dope shit going on the first time we tried this until, like, some catastrophic failure happened at your shop. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. what happened, dude? Like, everybody got up, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, a uh, customer showed up, and his bike was supposed to be ready, but it was missing a few things, so it was all hands on deck. It was min- minor screw, like a minor screw in the fairing. <laughs> minor screws in the fairing, and, you know, the controls didn't work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I I do motors. I don't do stereos. I do <laughs> stereos. I can tell you what was wrong. It was the remote wire. Uh, you know, sometimes sometimes it happens. It's just you know, it is what it is. And we just move on, man. <laughs> All right. Everybody just like singing their head, like shut up, bro. I need business. No more talking parts for you. All right. That's it. That's- that's his long bit he had for the. You stand in cameos from now on. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll just every once in a while I'll pop in. Hey. <laughs> hey. So like fucking speaking of pop in, dude, let's just jump into this, man. Um. So and this is and this is for everybody, right? This isn't just for drama. This isn't just his show. So don't be selfish. Um. What's the most common breakdown or part failure on long trips that you guys have seen? Riding a Harley. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> That's your first problem. All right. All right. <laughs> Fucking lifter failure. Burning Push rods. Push rods. It, just, if they're adjustable, a lot of adjustable push rods get fucked up. Yeah, just believe that adjustable push rods are the way of the world and don't want to don't want to move into the twentieth or twenty first century, whatever century we're in. <laughs> you gotta write twenty first. Uh, so, like, silver too. That's crazy. They're just like, you know what? Hey, I want my adjustable push rods because they say that that's what the best thing is for performance. Um, and my neighbor has them. He says they're super cool. It's just a fucking super big pain in the ass, <laughs> especially like if a lifter goes out or your push rod fucks up. It's like a lot of work on the side of the road that could be avoided. Speaking of fucking uh, adjustable push rod failure, we literally had one two days ago on a motor we built. Fucking Dustin's over here getting adjustment because the bike's fucking tapping away. I'm like, what the fuck? Get it, get get it in adjustment. He's like, bro, look at this. Pulls it out. It's like in two fucking pieces. He's like, well, that's what happens when you buy adjustable push rods. Fuck move, yeah. Move parts of the motor. Uh, uh, it's cool. It's cool from a mechanic standpoint, not from a consumer standpoint. Like exhaust nuts. Yeah, I just stepped on you. Oh yeah, for sure. Exhaust nuts. I'm so sorry. Finish what you're gonna say. Fucking out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that he loves me because he'd probably kick my ass with half the stuff I say to him. Yeah, dude, he he looks like he beats people up. Nah, I'm a, I'm hey, a delicate dude. power, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. This is my personal security at the shop. Yeah, motor. Exhaust I don't know. Nuts. Exhaust, exhaust nuts. nuts. That's a good one. Yeah, I've lost several exhaust nuts on long rides. You said carry packs of them. People trusting their uh, their fucking fuel fuel economy yeah. on bikes too for sure. I know some people run the gas a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have two fuel gauges on my bike, so if I run out, I'm I'm sucking bad that day. You remember the last time we did that interview and we had the whole Oregon trip I did, and I had my bike and he photo of fucking me paying someone else's gas tank in my gas tank. Yeah. That's his fucking gas tank we took, and he, he's on his high horse about it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, I saved you. Whatever. 
most innovative human being on the face of earth. <laughs> is this oh. one of those he's going to lord over you forever? Oh, yeah. Forever. So, but at least I didn't blow up two fucking... Uh, Bill's mad at jail. <laughs> hey, remember that couple gallons I gave you that one time? <laughs> right. Right. Him too, bro. Hey. So, so what problems have you had on the road? What's up? What problems have you had on the road? Oh, dude, this is my first Harley. I don't have problems, man. What? I just okay. play, I just play it. <laughs> you, had a, you had a what, a victory? I had a victory. Um, and I can't I, say... I, I can't say that those things don't have problems, man. I blew the transmission up in the first six months I had it, so. Yeah, I was going to say, I heard victories have transmission clutch problems a lot. Yeah, man, I basically just dropped the fucking grenade on fourth gear. So I just put it around for a year without it because I couldn't afford to fix it, so. <laughs> hey, third to fifth is nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, man, you just got to wrap it out a little bit. When it bounces off the rev limiter a couple times, you're like, oh, okay, now I can shift. Cool, got it. Right? It's like a shift light. It's fine. Yeah, man. Should have buff out. It'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What What's up? What are you riding now? Uh, I just picked up a 21 Road Glide on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Fucking. What's your what's vision? Oh, dude. Um, If I had the money, man, I'd, I'd fucking dyna bro that bagger out. But I don't because I'm enlisted. Uh, Y'all know that. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, really, dude, just, uh, bars, exhaust, intake, maybe cams. That's it. Cam. Just keeping it simple. It's, it's one cam. It's one cam. They well, you know what I mean, motherfucker. <laughs> but the Bassani exhaust for the baggers, the way they wrap, like, they, they do, like, a weird turn curl thing in the rear jug. It looks fucking badass. We just got, we sold one to a customer, and for the money... But I'm not promoting them, so fuck the song. <laughs> I don't promote anyone unless I'm paid. So. Hey, so whenever you do decide to start putting stuff on your bike, just remember there's a small shop in Escondido. It'll hook you up. We'll drop ship to you. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, it, what was it? It was uh, it was like Westside Choppers or something like that, right? Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who was here with me? I was here in the fucking shop, and one customer rolls up. You know he's that like, dude with the beanie on. Yeah, he's like, hey. Like, yeah, how can I help you? He's like, hey, is, uh, is this West Coast Choppers? I was like, what? He's like, yeah, is this, is this West Coast Choppers? I'm like, yeah, because I'm Jesse James. <laughs> He's like, so this is not? I'm like, no, bro, this is not West Coast Choppers. <laughs> I should not. I couldn't make that shit up. Dude, that shit happened to my to my, uh, my uncle. That, that shit happened to my godfather all the time. He owned uh, West Side Choppers uh, off a of mission. And... It was a fucking, it was a fucking shit show, man. Like I'd, I'd be over there just fucking hanging out with him, whatever. When we were so cool, and then fucking like dudes walk up and be like, "Oh, this is." I thought it, I thought it'd be bigger. Like, what do you mean, dog? Like, well, this is like where like you know the TV show is filmed at, right? Like, nah, man, that's West Coast. This is West Side. Like, oh, that's fucking lame. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Fuck you too. That's cool. <laughs> but. So what about tools, man? Like, what what kind of tools do you guys take on long rides? Yeah, fucking yeah. Mini impact. So Milwaukee makes a little stubby impact, and if you have a universal fucking like a step up bit or like a whole bit collection, you can literally take anything apart on the fly with that little fucking little impact. And it's not enough torque on it, so you're not gonna fucking strip anything out. Hell yeah. So like a little mini impact, and then. You know, a standard socket set, metric socket socket set for those those pesky bolts that don't want to do what they're supposed to. And then the same for like torque keys and fucking um, Allen keys, just anything that'll fit inside of a bag, inside of a bag. Take all that shit. Yeah, man, a lot of stuff. I got a little set that I bought at Walmart has like everything you need in it. No, but we do it. We, we 20 bucks. Back to the 21st century. <laughs> got a little mini impact. <laughs> Money. 20 bucks, man. This guy's like, I got a crescent wrench, just some duct tape. I got a hammer. Pliers. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Everything you need, brother. I've never been standing <laughs> on the side of the road. What? Got a, got a couple of Harley what? t-shirts in there. Fuck you it. Called me from Coachella Valley. Oh, yeah. Your my, clutch cable went out. Yeah, my, and it wasn't even my cable. My dumb this ass. This guy, well, he bullshit. <laughs> I forgot to tighten a fucking nut in my clutch, and it fucking, yeah. My bad. 
just so angry, man. I love it. <laughs> I don't want to do that to my bike, man. Fuck None of the fucking hostility in the fucking shop. Like, honestly, with tools, just like you look at your toolbox and you're like, what can fit in my bag? And then you take the most important things. You think, like, I need to be able to take my primary off, possibly. And then, honestly, like, extra fluids. Somebody's always going to burn oil, or if you have to bust your primary open, it's going to suck when you bust it open, drain all the fluid out, and then lose your fucking, like, you have your primary busted open, you don't have fluid to put back in. So, you know, a couple quarts of 2050 will go a long way. Um, even, you know, that same fucking, that same trip that me and John were talking about earlier, um, we did oil changes the whole the whole trip on that bike working on just you know tuning up one of his uh, one of his toys that he's got and like, we did an oil change in a fucking gas station parking lot on the way so so it sounds like riding with drama is kind of a pain in the ass i don't know i got a nice fucking he used to be like that with my old bike fucking my old three dyna there's always an adventure with that what's gonna break today i might make it to the destination we'll find out yeah <laughs> But now I got that nice fuel injection, so it's, it's a little better. Yeah, we froze up again a little bit. Um, but you were talking about about a motorcycle stand that you were talking about. Yeah. Is it like like a little motherfucker, or what is it? So you you it's able so you can use a jack. The stand will slide in between. It has wheels on it, so when you drop your bike on it, you can wheel it around your shop. It's easy to get to shit. It's almost like having a lift if you have one of the seat creepers. It's a or if you're storing a bike, say you live somewhere and it's snowing, uh, and you store your bike, but you have a small garage space, put your bike on this stand. It's off the wheels, so you're not, you know, keeping it on the tires, keeping the tires fresh. You're able to move the fucker around. Has caster wheels. But anyways, you can move the bike around the shop, so it's 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 a good tool to have. And they're made here at Self Made Performance, um, professionally. And quality welds, hand weld. Yeah, they're pretty dope. They're fucking super goddamn helpful. Like, even if you're just doing like a few little things and you want to lift your bike up, you can keep your bike on a jack. It's kind of sketchy. <laughs> hey, man, you gotta, you gotta promote your shit. We also make crash bars and hand guards. Yeah, man. Bro, that's, that's, that was another thing I wanted to fucking talk about, right? So, like, I saw that shit on, his, on, uh, on the Instagram. Uh, you were calling that they weren't crash bars, they were oops bars, right? Yeah, oopsie bars. Yeah, oopsie bar. Like, oopsie, yeah, bitch, over. <laughs> you telling me you've never been at a bar drunk as shit and accidentally forget to put your kickstand down and just drop your shit? I, in, I in, have. in the uh, interest of keeping my career, no, I have not. <laughs> I'm not saying I have either. That's allegedly, but I'm saying <laughs> yeah. for people who do stuff like that, it, you know. No, we fucking, we were coming out of a... Uh, a spot it was cold bikes hadn't been running a little while and uh my cam just didn't want to fucking pick up and as soon as we pulled out it was me and my old lady on the back and like hit it a little bit and it just the motor died it was like no nah, we're good here and it just laid over fell over if the bar if we didn't have crash bar it was fucking we would have fucked the bike up it was super easy to pick up it's fucking it was nice oh yeah hey so with uh with the turn of the new year harley's also doing some other stuff like going back to actual cable clutches what do you guys think about the swap going from a hydraulic clutch back to a cable clutch i like cable over hydraulic any day that's because he only rides dinos <laughs> well, well then, then again fucking harley's going broke so i wouldn't be able you won't be able to afford all these fucking new hydraulic clutches and shit like that when they can barely turn a profit for what they did last year yeah that's yeah, true that well see a lot of people are uh and, you know, the market's saying that as well, that Harley's not doing so well. But, uh, you know, what I'm telling people that are kind of giving me shit for my recent purchase, instead of buying a Challenger, is if, if Harley was doing so bad, we wouldn't be seeing these new dealerships popping up all over the place, especially in the Midwest. So, maybe That's something true. to keep in mind. If people are giving you shit for not buying a Challenger, you just tell them, yeah, you didn't buy the Challenger because you're not fucking, you don't suck dick. <laughs> <laughs> Why you bought a Harley? <laughs> and, and there goes our whole Indian fucking clientele. <laughs> I'm yeah. joking. I'm joking. I like the Indian. It's. I thought we told you shut up. Cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm, honestly, I would fuck with the Challenger. I would like to run it. Like I want to ride one. Um, I've ridden with somebody that has one before, you know. And like I was on the Milwaukee 8107, uh, and 
whatever engine they have in that bike. Like it runs hard, it pulls good, but it's like to me it wasn't super impressive. I wasn't blown away with what it has and you know, with the mods they're coming out with for the the Indians to like keep up with that whole performance bagger look, that's it's it's intriguing for sure. Um, because for the longest time, Indian, they didn't have a lot of that stuff that you could do. So you couldn't do T-bars on an Indian for a while, but now they're starting to set up more into the performance bagger look. And that's, that's pretty cool because like some of those challenges are fucking sick. And then if you go to, you know, what is it? King of the baggers or clash of the baggers, the, the Indian won the fucking race. So that challenge is a beast. Yeah. And by like a lot too. And I've, I, I was, uh, I was fortunate enough to ride both of them, um, and honestly, it, it all came down to a price point for me. You know, I was ended up I ended up getting a better deal at the Harley dealership, and that's why I brought home a Rogue Glide, you know? Yeah, I mean, fucking, at the end of the day, man, it's, you know, what you want to sit on for like 100,000 miles, or you fucking, or pay fucking, you know, $40,000 for what you're comfortable riding. Doesn't really make a fuck as long as you're on two wheels. Yeah. I cross pocket. <laughs> It's like it's like you can you can paint your your bike whatever color you want as long as it's black, right? Like like one of those. Oh fuck! I want any color black, dude. I got a black road glide. I didn't realize that I fell into a fucking uh, a demographic that wasn't cool. (laughs) I think we're gonna be okay though, right? Like fuck it. So I mean, we were kind of uh, this is this is actually kind of specifically for tragic. Screaming Eagle parts. What what are you guys' what are you guys' feelings on Screaming Eagle parts? Dude, Dustin looks like he's gonna jump through here and kick shit out of me. Like, why are you even asking that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Screaming Eagle makes like you know Harley makes good shit. Obviously, it's like pretty much their OEM performance. You know, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I mean, some of their stuff's great. Some of their stuff is really not great. <laughs> like the big elbow air cleaners. Big old, you know, arm-looking thing hanging off of your air cleaner, mm-hmm. robbing your bike of power so bad, so fucking bad. And Scream Eagle fucking praises things like that. And it's just, but then again, they make really nice stuff. Like they're solid push rods, things like that. You know, they're fucking the tuners. Pretty much, there's a lot of nice shit they make. There's a lot of crap that they make. <laughs> So like, why do you? Because the the push rods seem to be like a reoccurring thing, right? Like every time they come out with either like an upgraded or a slightly modified push rod, yeah, uh, they always seem to just shit the bed. So like, why do you think it is like they just keep producing like like they know that these parts like that specific part is gonna fail? It all depends, man. It's it's preference. Some people, you know swear by products when they are crap just because you know they may favor a brand or you know it's, like, it's usually because some old timer once upon a once upon a time told them they're the shit and they just wouldn't for whatever reason want to take that to the grave with them yeah that's that's the hill they want to die on yeah like, <laughs> and i feel like that's not the place to die on too like i think i think if they were to do like little changes right like if they know they have a specific part issue if they just spend money in the r&d and developing to make that part a little better to where you'll have a a, a smaller failure rate we wouldn't right. see things like the stock market fucking crashing when it comes to harley davidson motorcycles right and i think a lot of it has to do with like i think a lot of like you know cost effective type shit comes into play more so as um you know, actually putting out a quality product as opposed to, you know what I mean? Just how much of this can we make and how much money can we make off of it? Otherwise, like, hey, this is probably going to fail. Like, maybe we should rethink this or redesign it. But yeah, not usually the case. Like I said, it's more cost effective type shit. Yeah. And then there's, you know, us, like us, the end users, I think we have the mindset of would I rather spend $100 and have this work for a year or would I rather spend $10 a month to make it work? You know, like you save money in the long run by just buying cars. If you start comparing like some of the Screaming Eagle parts to some of the aftermarket parts that are out on the market, you're like, you know, what's what's fifty to a hundred dollars more with this with this company that you know I know that I'm going to get one like solid customer service from. Two, they're going to put out a good product, so I'm not going to have to worry about customer service. But at the in the long run, it's like 
you know, just, would I rather pay $150 for some part from Harley or would I rather pay like $250, $300 from a part from another company that, you know, has been tried and true and tested in the performance world? Well, you know, actually a, a very common question that we got in the inbox uh, when we were asking about this was, is there any plans like, so um, Jace from the Fast Life Garage and some of his homies, they're doing a skinny wheel bagger build off, right? And that's that's generating a lot of interest uh, with, you know, obviously within within his followers and kind of within the community. Is there any plans like in the future for uh, self-made performance to do like a shop versus shop build off? We've talked about we've, that. Yeah, we've talked about it. I even brought up an idea for my guys and they kind of all told me to go fuck myself nicely about it. Oh, the fucking diner or what? Okay, so fuck you. <laughs> lucky, lucky I own this shop. No. Talking about companies going under, Harley couldn't make an electric bike, bro. <laughs> yeah, but they made an ugly looking electric bike. So I have a diner friend and I don't know, tweaking on the weekends up late at night. And um, I thought about building a Dyna electric bike. Dyna, Dyna styled out, but an electric application. And I see your face right there, but you're like, damn, that's going to be ugly. But it'll be a lot more room because we'll probably put the fuel cells or the battery cells inside the tank and wire everything down to the motor. I don't know. It was just one of those ideas because you have to be able to stay innovative and innovative in this industry, as well as maintain your cool look factor. So I don't know. That was one idea I shot with the guys. Um, another one is um, E85. E85 is a really big upcoming fucking platform. Everybody, all the major tuners that I know of and I talk to use E85. Um, the numbers that I've seen uh, dyno wise are dramatically different versus what you have somebody running, you know, 91 octane here in California, somebody who's running 101, 103 octane in other states, um, especially since it runs cooler, you got applications to running turbos and having cool fuel um, injected into your bike. That is a good application for it too. So there's a lot of things that I'm kind of bouncing around to do. Um, I know out here, at least on the West Coast, they're doing a lot of, um, Clash of the Baggers, that was one of them. They have a V-Twin days up at Chuckwalla that we're looking to go to here shortly in April. We're bringing both my 124 Lowrider S with the inverted front end, and we're going to bring uh, Scott's 131 freaking Street Demon, and we're going to go run those on the freaking the track real quick and see how they perform. So that's, that's one thing that's shifting in Harley's favor is that Harleys are somewhat cheap versus sport bikes, and the demographic of everybody out in our age, or if not from 18 to 27, 28, they're buying Harleys because they're cheaper than buying a fucking 600RR or a 600 Jixer or an R1, and you can wreck it and still have abundance of parts on it because they're like Legos. That's very true. That's very true. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put your shop on blast here and give you an opportunity. If you were going to gonna call out one shop to do a bike build off against, who would it be? Is he in here? Who? Oh, boys. Oh, poor boys? <laughs> no, they're not a shop shop. Uh, shit. It also depends on application, what we're trying to do. I thought about it. Um, who would I like to call out? Casey at Cafe Customs, he does good shit. Um, but again, what are we doing? Are we trying to do quarter mile? Are we trying to do track? Are we doing best in show? Fuck it, dude. Let's just say, let's just say you have a ten thousand dollar cap, you know, to make it difficult. And fucking, it doesn't matter. Really cool over 10, <laughs> I can make something fucking. Uh, I can make something yeah. cool and fast for ten grand. I'm thinking ten grand. Like I'm looking around the shop. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, my brain yeah, is but, fucking. Like, yeah, but see, I'm also, I'm also, so I'm using like that ten grand because like, and because we we just did a uh, a show with uh, Jace last night, and that hadn't been posted yet. But you know, he does fifteen thousand dollar paint jobs. You know what I'm saying? So. So that's kind of why I've, you know, you got to factor paint in, you know, not just like the cool fucking turning dinosaurs into fucking noise, you know. 
Hey, bro, cryolon's cheap, bro. Yeah, fucking, <laughs> fucking. I got a wrap. I got a wrap shop down the street, and I can do powder coat. Whatever. Yeah. I fucking dust walks in with like a spray paint can and a roller, and be like, "I'm fucking here, guys." <laughs> do it. Yeah, but that motor's sick as fuck, bro. Hey. Check it out. We're in the custom paint biz now. <laughs> it, it might not be the best looking bike, but it's gonna be fucking fast. That's for sure. You know. Hey, that's, it don't. That's all that matters, right? Yeah, fuck yeah, man. We, your paint job's not going to make it go down the track faster, so. Yeah, mine does. My Ventura Garage, I've seen them. I've been talking to them. They've been doing performance baggers, too, so I don't know. Um, there's a lot of shops out there that are very big upcomers who haven't really been doing a lot of performance, and now that it's a lot more thrown in your face as it is right now, a lot of shops are stepping into the performance game or at least making it more known that they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, another good shop, uh even though what they have for what whatever he says about them, uh, Big Bear Chopper. Oh, fuck. They yeah. fucking put some massive fucking monsters on the road. They're fucking revolutionary, though. I mean, their suspension just alone. Like, Big Bear Choppers is fucking revolutionary with their suspension. Like, what, what that dude's able to do is, is incredible. It's, you know, if I, if I had fucking, you know, 10 grand to burn on a suspension, I would definitely go to Big Bear Chopper. I'm, it's not 10 grand for the whole shit, but, like, if I was looking to burn some cash... Like my bike will be riding on some big bear Olin shit. That's that's like dream stuff right there. They're fucking outstanding. Hey, so speaking of suspension, um, we had one or two guys hit me up asking if Legends was worth the money, and I was wondering if you guys had any experience with those. So I, I have Legends, um, Legends front and rear, and I don't have a, a complaint one about them. I mean, they can do everything that I want to do with them. And then if you say, I want to race, dudes were racing at the Clash of the Baggers. And with the Bagger Racing League coming up, dudes are running some of the, some of those dudes are running Legends. And if you want to say stunt, Seabear fucking runs Legends in his shit. And that's like the greatest fucking roguelike wheelier ever. And, you know, in my opinion, you know, and probably everybody else's too, because nobody's got nuts to fucking roll a fucking wheelie on a roguelike at 100 miles an hour. So in LA on the 405. <laughs> That dude's fucking nuts. So fucking, like he's running legend. So if it's if is it worth the money? Like, what are you trying to do with it? Because I mean, it's not as expensive as Zolans, and it fucking provides a performance aspect to your bike that you're not going to get with stock OEM shit. Also, you need to step take a step back as a consumer. Like, how do I ride? Am I going to use my, you know, twelve hundred dollar <laughs> freaking suspension system to its full capabilities, or am I just uh, average Joe weekend warrior and the most twisties or most I do to my bike is like hundred miles in a month. So there's that too. I usually tell my customers that like, hey, tell me how you ride. Like I, I bang everything off the rev limiter. Like it's fucking cool. And I know my capabilities when it comes to twisties. What about you? And they say one thing or act another way. So you never know. Yeah, see, and that's dude. To me, that's that's a sign of a good dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not I'm not gonna sell you these these super fucking expensive parts if you're not gonna actually fucking use them. You know, I think I think we all know one or two guys that fucking dump shit tons of fucking money into their fucking bike so they can go like run it down on like Grand Avenue on a Friday night once or twice and then fucking park it for the rest of the month. Nah, bro, Hooters bike night. It fucking it looks cool though. Hey, I got this and that in the third man. It's fucking dope as shit, but it's a garage queen. It's fucking khaki chads. <laughs> Dude, uh, I totally forgot that Hooters does a fucking bike night now. Something like that. I don't know. COVID yeah, shit. I think COVID's they started doing that shit. I think they started doing that shit like right before I left. I remember going there once, and I was just like, "This is fucking weird, man." Like it was just a bunch of fucking dudes like standing around trying to look all fucking tough. But, like, their guts stuck out farther than anything else on their body did. And it's like, all right, man. Like, if I was a cheeseburger, I'd be fucking scared right now. (laughs) Fuck, yeah. No, I mean, if you think about suspension, there's a lot of ways that you can fucking save money and still put a good suspension in your bike. So, like, look at, like, like fucking drama said, look at what you're fucking, look at what you're going with. Like, what you have, how you ride, and then determine how much you want to spend on your suspension off that. But, um back to fucking big bears awesome ass suspension that they have are you going to be riding to that caliber because your suspension can handle way more or are you just going to be riding with the five thousand dollar front end 
and drive it straight down Coast Highway for 45 minutes or some shit like that, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, 100%, man. And then um, a lot of fucking twin cam questions, man. Are you, are you sure you're up to that? Fucking let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm surprised because I don't, I'm not the king of twin cams, you know, nor am I the king of M8s, but a lot of shit is like common knowledge. I'm just going to walk over here real quick. I don't like twin cams too much. Yeah, whatever. You were serving <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> hey, you have a dyno. You have a dyno. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> he looks betrayed right now, folks. Yeah. <laughs> just, just angry. So, um, from like a maintenance perspective, how often do you remember? Uh, do you recommend checking the uh, cam tensioners on 07 and up? Well, if it's your first time popping that bitch open, yeah, I would immediately replace them right off the bat because those little tensioners that you get inside your cam chest aren't from Harley, aren't the best, and you'll get those railroad tracks real fucking quick off of them. So as soon as you you do that, you know, first fucking. 2,000, 3,000. If your bike has like fucking more than 10,000, I pop that in there, just routine maintenance, just see what's going on. Like, hey, check everything out. But uh, that's just me. Sometimes people are like very sacrilegious of ever opening their bike up after they buy it. Or if it's running fine, don't mess with it. Yeah, everything runs fine until it doesn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Most definitely. Even when it's not running fine, it's fine. It's fine. Right? Just turn the music up. The, the knocking goes away. Fuck exactly. off, I gotta be out of here. Show off. Hey, man, it was, hey, it was good seeing you, homie. Fucking, uh, you know, give, give, give a hug to our, to our homie. Oh, I will. Promise you. I <laughs> uh, appreciate you, bro. Bye-bye. So, what about the, uh, in your guys' opinion, uh, the best engine bore upgrade for a 88 or a 96 twin cam to a 110 or bigger? Okay, so if you're rocking an 88, so you have a four-inch stroke, um, 95. 95. Or also a, 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 yeah, 90, yeah, 95, a.k.a. a 103, uh, mathematically, that would be your best bet. Any more than that, you're going to be looking into heating problems, compression problems. Um, not saying that they're not reliable, but you start building high-end motors, you're going to get high-end problems. For the 96 aspect, I definitely fucking put in, like, the 107. What are y'all's opinions the best year model twin cam motors 96 i don't know i'm a big fan of the 103 i think that that fucking i mean i'm biased because i'm i had a 103 street bob and now i got a 103 um low rider but i like i like that 103 pole i mean it's it's enough to make me happy you can do a lot to it um and if you want to go bigger you have you got the stroke to go bigger with it um but it's just a, to me it's a solid little fucking little meat eater 96 same thing you're still gonna have the same stroke as a 103 um all you gotta do is do a nice little simple cam swap and you're you're running up there with the 103s one even 107s uh depending on the good cam fucking cam job you're doing and if you want to get real technical in it fucking keep the 96 do fucking head work and cams you'll pull on everything up to like a 113 no problem Damn. You'd be surprised what your bike will do with head work, especially fucking uh, twin cams. You can throw every fucking cam job, every big bore kit you want at it, and put whatever compression you want on it. But if you don't have head work, you are throwing your money into like a half fucking half drink cup. Fuck, man. All right. I th we're, we're over here learning shit now, man. No, so, you have no you know, like if you want to get into technical the head work, you got like coil bind, uh set your fucking coils, your your beehive springs to yeah. whatever height your cams you're running so you get uh maximum lift at that point in time versus oh I have I have I have the head built for six fifty. Yeah, that's extra tension on your fucking valve springs just to get it open. Why not open it at fucking whatever set lift height you want so you have maximum lift. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things going into like building a fucking actual, you know, performance motor. Yeah, dude. See, I'm, fucking... I'm trying to fucking better myself. So like I wanna like sit here and start talking shit. But <laughs> and it's and it's just those dudes, right? Like you see those dudes that fuck bike night and be like, oh well, my fucking bike, blah blah blah. And it's just like, yeah, bro, but you don't get out of third gear and you ride it once a month. Like shut the fuck up. Oh yeah, there's, those are also the same dudes who will call me every other day asking for an update on their bike. 
Yes, dude. I love that. I fucking so, love that. So when I, when I first opened the shop, I thought, like, all right, cool. I'm going to be one of those. I'm for a year for the customer, which I still am. I'm for the customer 100%. I will tell you, like, bro, that's fucking dumb. Don't. But if you're adamant about you want putting it on and you're going to pay me to put it on, I'll put it on, but you're going to fucking hate it. And kept customers updated here and there, this and that, called them if this and that, sent them photos, this and that. Then it started getting repetitive to points where customers will constantly call me and call me. And some of them got a hold of my personal cell phone because I hand it out. I don't care. Here, call me. If you don't reach me at the, at the shop line, call me on my shop on the phone. And they'll call me at like, you know, 930 at night text me this and that and i was like i will let you know at the most earliest convenience your bike is ready not because i'm a dick but just because i'm not a manufacturing plant i can't make the parts that you want here in the shop i am under the same you know carb compliant guidelines here in california i'm under the same fucking distributors that every other shop in the local freaking uh san diego area uses so if they don't have it, most likely I don't have it either, or I can't get it because they're sold out. Dude, that fucking like I feel that. Like I don't I don't go through that nearly as often as you do, I'm sure. But like just just with the fucking business that I got going on the side, like I'll have somebody drop an order and then like the next day they're like, Hey man, so like when's my shit gonna ship? Like Bro, like I haven't even seen that yet. Like calm down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But hey, I kind of want to come back to the to the Screaming Eagle stuff. Um, do you have any experience working on the uh, the one thirty one? Yes. Other than the M eight, or yeah. do you want the you know, the twin cam? Because you could do it one thirty one twin cam. You can do up to like one fifty in a twin cam. But uh, the new one thirty one motor that we got our hands on that we had to uh, purchase out of state because you know the great state of California said. You can't have it here, but if there's a will, there's a way. So, yep, we had the M8-131 here. We put it in Scott's fucking uh, Roguelide. Roguelide, a.k.a. Scott B. Ryden. So if you follow us on Instagram and social media, you'll be able to look at his fucking builds and bikes and his glorious, you know, $50,000 Roguelide. For like, I hope it's not 50. It is 50000 Yeah, he has $50,000 in credit card debt. It's, it's for sale. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah so uh, so what's the reviews on it man we I've, I've i've heard a lot of mixed reviews right i've heard it's screaming eagle it's kind of junk for the the money that you paid for it and then i'm hearing i'm hearing some good shit saying that it's it's probably one of the best purchases that people have ever made all right so let's start at the top it is probably one of the most irresponsible purchases i've ever made but <laughs> it makes me happy Right, so it makes me fucking super happy. It, 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 well, let's start from the beginning. Your your motor started from a 107 to a bitch in 107 yeah. to a 124 yep. for about a week and a half, and then it went to a 131. Yeah, so, I mean, the the 131, like, riding it, feeling like feeling what it's got, and it's, nothing's been done to it. There's nothing, nothing that Harley didn't send me that I didn't put on, right? Okay, there is one thing that I didn't put on. I didn't put on their uh, high flow head pipe, but it's because I'm running my Bassani fucking Road Rage three. But it, it just rips. It's such a it's bitching. It just hits hard. Um, I will say that like when I opened the box and started putting it together, building the bike, um, I was kind of disappointed in some of the shit that they didn't have that come with it that you would think they would. Like they send you the fucking throttle body. You know the 64 millimeter throttle body, but there's no fucking throttle body flanges. Like, bro, I just spent eight thousand dollars on this motor, and you couldn't send me these twenty-five dollar flanges. Like, what the fuck? Like, stuff like that is what tweaked me out. Because then I'm like, oh shit, you know, good thing I have this 124 sitting over here, and I just popped them off and you know went with it. But it's it's rad, man. Um, the things I can do on that 131, I, I could never imagine doing on a 107. Um, it just pulls way hard. I love it. Um, if anybody out there is like on the fence about buying a 131, just fucking do it. Spend your fucking eight grand wisely. Fucking just know that there's some shit that you gotta buy that you ain't gonna want to buy. Um, to make it to make it 49 state legal, Harley Davidson has to fucking sell you extra parts. Um, I didn't believe the dealership that I bought it from, so I called fucking uh, like Harley Corporate 
and talk to those guys. And I was like, hey, like, I'm trying to buy this motor, but they're telling me I have to buy this, this, and this. And they're like, yep, that makes it 49 state legal. That is the only way that we can sell it. All these parts have to be on the work order. Um, and all these parts are also non-refundable. And I was like, okay, cool, no big deal. I'll buy it. Called the, called the dealership back and I was like, all right, let's go. So, you know, between a fan assisted oil cooler, which was gonna be something I had to buy anyways to keep the, the temps down and that head pipe, those were the two extra things that I had to buy for the, uh, was it the liquid cooled or the twin cooled or whatever? Yeah. There's a few other little weird things that they want you to buy for it. But if you want a 131 bad enough, you're just gonna say, fuck it. And that's how I was. I was like sitting there, I was like, do I wanna buy it? And then I was like, fuck it, I'm buying it. It came in the mail right after Christmas. Me and my old lady went and picked it up. And I tell you what, it was like opening my fucking Christmas present two days later. I was I was happy as fuck, man. It's it's badass. Um, I I would buy it again and again and again. So how many uh like roughly how many how many miles we got on that so far? About six hundred. About six hundred. Um, yeah. So I I mean my my uh, my travel distance decreased a little bit. I just moved a little bit closer to the world, so. I don't, I don't fucking, I go to work and ride it to work and ride it home and I've been babying it. But I mean, we've, we've ripped on it. I, the first day that I really had it out and took it out, I probably put like two or 300 miles on it just to see what it would do. And it, it held up good. It's, it's mean. I fucking took it up a mountain. Um, if you're SoCal, SoCal area, Palomar, I took it up Palomar, ripped it on Palomar, um, came back down and then ended up like rip, riding to Semecula later that afternoon and fucking, you know, just ripping down the 15, just making, seeing what it would do. And she's a, she's an eater for sure. Um, you know, put it on the dyno just to see what it would do. And um, now now I know what she's got. And we'll, we're just going to try to make it bigger from there. So yeah, that's the problem with, that's the problem with building a fast bike. Once you fucking, once you've tamed that beast, you're like, all right, cool. Let's make it faster. So. Fuck yeah, dude. You remember what kind of numbers you're putting up on the dyno? Um, so the, the 131 is real square. So it's, it's always going to be for the stock one, unless they're doing some crazy stuff that I don't know about, or the tuner that tune my bike don't know about. It's like 130, 133. Like, so it's, it's pretty square. It's going to be right around the 131, 131 marks. Um, but that's, you know, with the Bassani exhaust and air cleaner and then my stock Harley 131 motor. Jeez, man. I like how he's like, he lit up. He's like my stock. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's making comments on me because, you know, me and him got a fucking race we got to go fucking do, and I'm about to treat him like Jesse from fucking Fast and the Furious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) But um, uh, actually tuning that bike, actually tuning a lot of MH right now, it's kind of a very weird situation. Dino Jet, I know they're working on the problem, but... A lot of tuners are having problems actually keeping the butterfly open at five thousand RPMs. Yeah, it's like fifty, like around five thousand. It like it, it it shuts. It shuts down to eighty percent. So like past the the five thousand mark uh, with the Dino Dino Jet, um, it shuts down the power. So he was like, "Hey man, it's got more, but this is what we got." So the remedy for that for me right now is I'm looking at. Um, some ECM products to see if I can fucking fix it. A standalone fuel management system. But I'm just like, I, I got one in mind, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a callback because I need some answers. Um, I'll, I'll probably talk to ten to fifteen different companies a day because I call them and I ask them about their parts because I can read on your website all day. And this, if anybody follows this, you know, subscribes and listening, and you're like, I don't know. Thunder Max, Thunderheart, or whatever it is, um, you know, Bassani, any of the, like, your your descriptions on your webpage just suck, um, and I have I have questions that don't get answered by your webpage, so that's why I call you, and uh, I like talking to techs. I, you know, I was on the phone with Barnett the other day um, for probably like 20 or 30 minutes, and I talked to a tech, and these dudes have been good to me the whole time. I blew up a clutch on the five and called them i was like i need a clutch i need this whole kit and they they hooked it up so fast they were like hey we have one i was like all right cool my my old lady's gonna go pick it up um i'm paying for it over the phone i needed a will call today and they were like sure the lady that helped me stayed late because she knew where we were coming from just so my old lady could pick it up 
So she stayed late for for that. And like that's that's the customer service that you know you're not always gonna get, but you you always fucking want. And so talked to a tech the other day. He gave me some pretty good advice about what I thought was going on with my clutch. Um, and then like I call I call legends all the time and ask them weird ass questions, and they always answer my weird ass questions. Um, shit, I, I call. I call companies daily. I have like a list of people that I'm going to call when I go to work. I go to work, tell my people what they need to do, and then I sit back. I'm like on the phone with motorcycle companies all day just bullshitting with them. And then learning occurs. I come to the shop, and I'm like, oh, man, you won't believe who I talked to today. And he's like, who? We uh, we did talk a little bit about you guys got – what, you got the you got the jack or the, the – uh, Oh, yeah, our motorcycle stands. Oh, yeah, the stand. Sorry, sorry. So you got the stands. You got the oopsie bars, and you guys got fucking handguards that you guys weld in the shop. You guys make that in the shop, right? Yeah, fucking Zach, our fucking fabricator, does it in the shop. So how can a motherfucker from I don't know? We'll just we'll just say Florida order some uh, some some shit from you guys. Um. So. I built a website. It's um, selfmadeperformanceinc.com because, you know, self-made performance was taken for some fucking reason. I don't know who owns it. So incorporatedinc.com. Go on there. And you go to all the way down to fabricated parts. Fucking pick what you want and then pay for it and get shipped out. Again, everything is made in-house and made by fucking Zach over in the fucking corner. A little creeping. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to take a minute to get what you want ordered versus, you know, everybody else who ordered before you get everything out the powder coat and back and then shipped out. So I'm not one of these Chinese factories that has everything on hand in the house. It's made to order. I'm fucking Burger King up in this bitch and fucking, you know, was it Jack in a Box? No. I don't know. Carl Jr. Made to order. And I'll say this about that, you know, like if you're, if you're like, oh man, well, I can, I can order it from these people and they'll have it done in this time. Every fucking fabricated part that I'm aware of, like, is made to order. Like, these dudes aren't, like, Fab 28, for example, um, I ordered I ordered one of their exhausts, and those exhausts were made to order. So when you order it, they create your M8 bagger Fab 28 exhaust. So it took a while to come in, and I'm the most impatient person because I want to play with your toys, you know, and... So I'm, I called them and talked to them a few times, and I'm like, hey, man, we found imperfections in our exhaust, and we're not going to send it to you, so we're about to restart making it. Is that okay, or do you want us to give a refund? And I was like, hey, send it, dude. Fucking fix it, and we're good. Fab 28 was another company. Like, I, I can tell you, I talked to a lot, but they fucking hooked it up, but it's made to order. Um, Santoro Crash Bar is made to order. Um so you, you don't you can't expect that he's gonna have like three hundred sets of crash bars just sitting in his back storage room one day because who's to say that we're gonna sell three hundred crash bars or you know, we run out of crash bars and need to make more. So like people have to be patient about the parts that are asking for when it's not getting stamped at a fucking factory, you know? Hell yeah. Well I know I'm definitely gonna be fucking ordering them so I can channel my inner Dynabro, right? Yeah. Um you know, but I got I'm waiting on LA Choppers to get back to me though. You know, we're talking about customer service. I do have to say some dope shit about them. I was asking them about some uh some of their bars, their cage fighter bars. Um, seeing if they will fit my twenty one Rogue Glide because I know they have that little uh they have a little cutout for the uh, the the hydraulic clutch. Oh, okay. Um so I was asking, I was like, you know, is that really going to affect anything? They're like, well, maybe. Um, they, they got a dealership that they're they're working with. And uh, dude's going to get back with me. And he got, like, he he hit me up, like, every couple of days. He's like, bro, like, I haven't forgot about you. They're not done with it yet. You know, they're still tinkering and figuring out what else we need to fucking do. So a little shout out to LA Choppers. We appreciate you guys. Um, So sick, dude. They uh, So do you guys powder coat or do you... Or, well, you said you powder coat, but do you ship fucking just bare metal? What What do you recommend? Uh, it also just suits your flavor because I can powder coat almost every color, or at least my powder coater can powder coat every fucking color. I'm trying to get uh, a chromer right now. I'm talking to a company on you know south of the border right now to see what it's gonna get 
what they need volume wise to start doing chroming. There's not a lot of people who do chroming and for some odd reason chroming is coming back. A lot of chrome parts are coming back. Yeah, I feel one way about it, but you're about to see a fucking super fucking loud bike, like loud as in color wise and shineness that we're about to do. And we're going to be doing a, a lot of chroming too, like our crash bars or our fucking engine, whatever what they're legally supposed to call them. Engine guards. Engine guards, legally yeah. supposed to say about them. Uh, we're going to do those in chrome and not actually like maybe one or two companies actually do do it. The, you know, the Dyna Bro one in chrome. If not, if you see it in chrome, it's probably aftermarket. Someone else sent it out to get it chromed. So we're going to probably start offering that. So it, I don't know, it's a, it depends on what your heart desires or what you want to do. Bunch of fucking chromosexuals, man. Fuck yeah. I'm trying to be the first one that gets the chrome crash bar. I'm trying to do some weird shit to my Dyna. Um, I'm done with, you know, I got a black road glide. I have a fuck, I'm trying to have a glittery Dyna. So I got some fucking, some prettiness coming around. Um, yeah, you bring out your inner Liberace? Nah, not even that gay, but um, <laughs> just, you know, just, just shiny enough for people to like take notice. Like, I don't care. If you think my bike's cool or not, it's not for you to you to like. But I, my shit, I want it to look the way I want it to look. So when I have a vision of something, it's like, hey, this is what I want to do. So when I was like, yo, I'm trying to chrome this thing out, everybody looked at me like, what the fuck? You know, that's the that's the way to be, man. You know, like it's an extension of who you are, right? It's an extension of what your passion is, and people should fucking build it the way they want to. Except for putting a hangers on Dynaglides, you don't do that. I had a street bob. Um, that was one of my first Harleys, and I was, like, all into the bob look. So I was like, you know what, man? I'm going to bob this bitch out. And I had, like, fucking 16-inch eighth on it and dropped the ass in and stuff. And then I came out to Cali and realized what a dyno was supposed to look like, and I was like, oh, man, I got to get rid of this bitch. So <laughs> that's what I like. That's when I converted to the road glide life and haven't looked back until I was waiting on my road glide to be good. And I was like, you know what? I need a bike in the interim. So I just went out and fucking bought a diner real quick. I found one for a fucking sweet deal. Then made it my own. All right, guys. Well, hey, we appreciate the, you know, you guys taking time out of your day to talk with us. You know, like we've had to edit some stuff out. But, you know, like you guys are still helping customers take care of the community while you're doing the show with us. You know, we got uh, we got self-made performance. We got the crew right here, man. We really appreciate what you're doing for the community, too, man. You guys are building fucking dope shit you know even though drama's trying to build the fucking electric dyna you know like we're, we're not going to give them too much shit for that but let me, let me say everybody talks shit about electric bikes but let me see let me see a motherfucker who can't smile who's not smiling on a, on a fucking go-kart that's true on a golf cart okay yeah okay okay we'll give we'll give him that we'll give him that um but yeah, dude, fucking go check your fucking website out it's going to be in the uh it's going to be in the description of this show and fucking spend your money on dudes that are actually living the life that we talk about. You know, they're building bikes. They're maybe affiliated. Maybe not. You don't know. It's none of your fucking business. But uh, just know that they understand what you're saying. You know? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, again, dude, thank you guys so much for your time. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Do the same thing for Self Made Performance in Escondido, California. <laughs>